Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. For many in the body of Christ, the election of Donald Trump and Mike Pence has proven to be a blessing in many ways. Sadly, though, this administration seems to be taking a direction that cannot be supported in Scripture. Today, Pastor J.D. will discuss the ramifications of the so-called two-state solution that is being proposed by our leadership. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 28th, 2018. This is going to be one of those Prophecy Updates where I'll need to ask that you bear with me. We're going to sort through and go through the significance of what happened this last week. Certainly we had one of those super busy weeks in terms of Bible prophecy, so much so that I've had to, in the interest of time, zero in on one particular development that really came kind of the forefront of all that had happened. And it's specifically concerning Jerusalem, which now more than ever has become, and I truly believe will continue to be, the intoxicating obsession of the entire world, exactly as we were told it would be some 2,500 years ago, as recorded in the prophet Zechariah chapter 12. I want to read verses 1 through 3. I'm going to read it in a different translation because I like, I want to highlight something that's here. A prophecy, verse 1. A prophecy, the word of the Lord concerning Israel. The Lord who stretches out the heavens, who lays the foundation of the earth, who forms the human spirit within a person declares, I am going to make Jerusalem a cup that sends all the surrounding peoples reeling. Here's what's going to happen because of it. Judah will be besieged as well as Jerusalem. And on that day, that day, verse 3, when key, all the nations of the earth are gathered against her, I will make Jerusalem, and this is a key word, an immovable rock. The boundary stones, the rocks that, that mark the boundaries that you're trying to move are immovable. Oh, but you're still going to try. It'll be an immovable rock 
for all the nations, including the United States of America, dare I say. Now, all who try to move it will injure themselves. In other words, it will be to their own peril. I would submit that we are seeing this specific prophecy beginning to come to pass vis-a-vis the dividing of Jerusalem for a two-state solution for Jews and so-called Palestinians to live side by side in peace and security, which is another prophecy for another time in 1 Thessalonians 5.3, where the Apostle Paul says, while they're saying those specific two words, peace and security, sudden destruction, which we're going to talk a little bit about today, will come upon them. Sudden destruction. destruction. What's sudden destruction? I know this is elementary, but it's destruction that comes suddenly. Get it? Sudden destruction. Destruction that comes suddenly as a woman travailing in labor. The labor pains come suddenly. That's what it's going to be like while they are saying peace and security. And this is what we see today coming to pass. Now, before we get into this, I think it's incumbent upon me to once again mention, and I find myself needing to do this on a regular basis, but it's not only that, a two-state solution is evil, and it is. But more importantly, why it's evil? Again, we're going to tackle this why question. Here's why. It's my belief that the so-called two-state solution is a repackaging of Hitler's final solution, which was for the annihilation of the Jewish people. What are you saying? Are you saying that the two-state solution is to destroy Israel? That is absolutely what I'm saying. And by the way, don't take my word for it. Yasser Arafat, when he was alive, would be here in the United States declaring we want peace with Israel. They do not want peace with Israel. He would go back to Israel, particularly to Ramallah, and in Arabic he would say, peace for us means the destruction of Israel. And by the way, this is the M.O. of Islam. And here's how I get there. Muhammad and Saladin after him would make peace with their enemies, then destroy them. They would make peace with the enemy. Then, once they had that so-called peace, they would destroy the enemy. That is Islam. And that is at the core of said two-state solution. Here's the truth in the midst of the lies. The so-called Palestinians and Again, that's another topic for another time. We've talked about this. There's no such thing as a Palestinian. And that's coming from one who was raised in an Arab home 
uh, being taught and told that I was a Palestinian. There's no such thing as a Palestinian. It is manufactured. It is a lie from the father of lies. Arafat himself was not a so-called Palestinian. He was Egyptian, like my father was Egyptian. The so-called Palestinians do not want peace with Israel. Rather, they seek only the destruction of Israel. Listen to Daniel 8, verse 25. This has always fascinated me because it's a prophecy about how the Antichrist will somehow use a peace policy in his attempt to bring about destruction. Listen to the verse. And through his policy also, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart. And, listen to this, by peace shall destroy many. Peace, destroy. Peace, destruction. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, speaking of Jesus the Christ, but he shall be broken without hand. Now, why do I share that? I share that to say this. It's for this reason that I take the posture that I do when it comes to any push by anyone in this direction, whether it's a fellow pastor or certainly a U.S. president. And by the way, uh, that's why uh, I take the posture I do with President Trump. Please know that while I applaud and thank God for Trump and his pro-Israel pro-Christian policies, um, we know where it will lead, and thankfully that it won't ultimately succeed. Let me say the same thing in a different way. I am cautious, very cautious, extremely cautious, when it comes to this president as pro-Israel as he is, because he is all about the ultimate deal. That's quoting his words. And that is a concern. Because if there was ever a president that could get Israel to do the unthinkable, it's Trump. Think about that. True? The fact remains that at some point, someone, whether it's Trump or someone else, will ultimately convince Israel to acquiesce under the banner of achieving what's heretofore been an insatiable quest for said ultimate deal. At some point, Israel is going to acquiesce. They're going to cave in. And, very interesting, the propensity for Israel to acquiesce is already on the table, and it's evidenced by this Times of Israel report 
on Thursday about how Jordan's King Abdullah II said the U.S. now faces the challenge of getting Israel to, listen, make a significant concession in exchange for its recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital in order to get the peace process back on track. The implication is is that somehow the peace agreement and any peace is now off the table, and certainly there are plenty of reports about how now even Jerusalem is off the table, subsequent to the president declaring Jerusalem as the eternal capital of Israel. And even this last week, the vice president being there, stating that the embassy will be in Jerusalem by the end of next year. That is lightning speed. (laughs) That is lightning speed. And certainly it was met with the ire of all the nations of the world. Abdullah stated this, after being asked whether Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu truly believed in a two-state solution. Uh, Please, let me just parenthetically say this, just by way of an explanation as to why it is that I am so skeptical, for lack of a better word. Um, A two-state solution is evil. And I just shared with you why. So whenever a president or anybody else for that matter, including the vice president, as we'll talk about, whenever anybody says two-state solution in the context of it being a good thing for Israel, that's it. I'm sorry. You'll forgive me. I'm sorry. But no, (laughs) it is not. Because they don't want peace. They want the destruction of Israel. That's where it leads. That's where it goes. That's what we're told in Scripture. And oh, by the way, (laughs) while I'm thinking of it, they could have had it. They had been offered it many times before, the most recent of which was when Ehud Barak was the prime minister of Israel, and he had at the invitation of then President Clinton, oh my, those were the days, and uh, he had uh, Arafat and Barak there at Camp David, and he gave him everything. And he walked away. They had Jerusalem, capital, what do you want? What do you want? You want a side order of bacon or malasadas? What do you want? I'm sorry. Not really. (laughs) And he walked away. Wait, what? So this was Abdullah's response to this question concerning Netanyahu truly believing in a two-state solution. Quote, he had his skepticism, he said, but would reserve judgment until after U.S. President Donald Trump presented his peace plan. Now, the question becomes one of why the peace process 
needs to get back on track and what the president is doing in order to push it forward. Make no mistake about it. He's all about this. He is pushing for this and has an insatiable quest to accomplish this. This Friday, breaking Israel news provided us one answer, at least, in the form of a quote from Trump when speaking to the media at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, on Friday, which, by the way, was kind of ironic. I kind of, in a sanctified sort of way, love it, Uh, the irony of it. I mean, they're talking about global warming, and they just got plastered by this super cold weather and snowstorm. And I just, you know, God's got a sense of humor. And uh, if you ever doubt that, just look in the mirror and uh, you'll be reminded of that. That's what all I have to do. And I do that every day. (laughs) God, you're really funny. So he's basically quoted as saying that unless the Palestinian authority shows that it wants to make peace, the U.S. will not have anything to do with them any longer. Now, one could surmise from that that Trump's like, hey, no no peace. (laughs) Take that. How do you like that? That's not what's happening here. Lest you think that it sounds like peace is off the table, consider the Jerusalem Post who also reported on this, adding that Trump did not hide his anger toward the Palestinians for snubbing Vice President Mike Pence during his visit here this last week. Did you hear about this? He said that the U.S., listen to this, will withhold aid funds to them until they return to negotiations. The Palestinians, he said, disrespected us by not allowing our great vice president to see them. And we give them hundreds of millions of dollars. By the way, that's our tax dollars. Thank you very much. In aid support. Listen, that money, Trump said, will not go to the Palestinians unless, and I'm quoting, they sit down and negotiate peace. (laughs) You'll forgive the crass way in which I say this, but boy, isn't it true money talks? When you threaten to take money off the table, you will bring everyone to the table for everything, every time. This is actually brilliant. And are we surprised? He's the ultimate deal maker, right? The art of the deal. This is, he's negotiating and he's uh, doing quite well, I might add. However, the end where this leads is not good. So, Say what you will about Trump, but you have to respect him for calling out those who disrespected the vice president. Um, it's interesting. It's not just Muslims. In fact, in the Knesset speech that the vice president gave, there was almost a riot. They had to escort uh, these MKs out of the uh, Knesset. It was. I felt bad for the vice president. Um, You know, when you're a public speaker or certainly a pastor and teacher of God's Word, you kind of take it personally when people stand up and, you know, start yelling at you and 
heckling you and walking out on you. I, I'm okay with falling asleep when I'm teaching because, you know, I get that. Sometimes I'm tired, but I can't fall asleep because I'm the one teaching. But, uh, you know, it, it kind of, you know, it, it kind of hurts uh, sometimes. So while our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, if you want to leave now, this would be a good time so I don't... <laughs> it's not just Muslims. It's those who profess to be Christians in the Middle East that are very much against the vice president. Ynet News posted an article about how Palestinian Christians are slamming Pence's pro-Israel faith. They say U.S. Vice President Mike Pence's brand of evangelical Christianity with its fervent embrace of modern-day Israel as fulfillment of biblical prophecy lacks their faith's compassion and justice. Oh, this is a good one, isn't it? I'm sorry I keep saying this. This is a, two is another topic for another time because this is the insidiousness of replacement theology that has the audacity to blasphemously suggest that the church has replaced Israel as God's elect. Oh, no wonder uh, the church then has to go through the tribulation because the purpose of the tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. And if you're going to replace Israel with the church, then you just put the church in the tribulation in so doing. Does that make sense? The vice president, Wynette goes on to say, by his own definition, a Christian, a conservative, a Republican in that order has cited his religious beliefs as the source of his unwavering support of Israel. He has been embraced by so-called Christian Zionists who believe the establishment of the state of Israel is proof of God keeping his promises and a step toward the second coming of Christ. You kind of sense, maybe it's the way I read it, but there's, I don't like the tone of that. Pence on Monday said the recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital is the only true foundation for a just and lasting peace. Let me just go on record and say that there will never be peace in the Middle East until the Prince of Peace, Jesus the Christ, rules and reigns in the kingdom age and in eternity future in the new heavens and the new earth. You know, when the psalmist says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, (laughs) that's the new Jerusalem. Pray for the prince of peace when true peace is finally here. He also said that he supports, and here it is, a two-state solution. I love Vice President Pence. I don't like that. And I just, again, told you why. I don't like that. Once a pillar of U.S. Mideast policy, the two-state solution, saying President Donald Trump is in favor. I don't like that either. I, I like Trump. I voted for Trump. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. 
This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s prophecy updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to inspiritandtruthradio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.